Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Hours of Movies. My name is Brian. I hope you're having a great day, good evening, good night, good whatever it is. I just hope it's great, it's good to you. Today, I'm going to be talking about 2001's Mortal Kombat, a movie that I have been anticipating. You know, I've been wanting a, a soft reboot, or not even a soft reboot, but a modern high-budget version of Mortal Kombat. And did it deliver? No, not really. Honestly, it was pretty bad to, uh, you know, to me. And I don't mean it like the movie's bad, you don't need to watch it. Because if you want to have fun, you know, you want to turn off your brain for almost two hours and just drift off, this is the movie, you know, to choose that kind of thing to, like, make you feel good, you know, to make you just relax and not give a fuck. But overall, the movie was okay. The action was pretty cool um i just wish they didn't cut out a lot of this you know there was a lot of edits a lot of cut edits and little quick cuts and that's a bit annoying because you know you just want to like see a fight play out you know you don't want to be cutting it every 15 seconds or even every five seconds you know you just want to watch the whole thing play out as it is but you know overall the movie was a little bit of fun it is directed by Simon McCoy, and the screenplay is by Greg Russo and Dave Callahan. It stars Louis Tant as Cole Young, who is pretty much an OG character. Uh, he doesn't appear in any of the games. He is a new dude for this movie, and honestly, he sucked. Like, Louis Tant is cool, you know, like, uh, he's in a TV show called Woo Assassin that I watched, and, you know, he's, he's like a good jackass in that, but his character is just boring man like he he has a family you know he has a kid he has a wife uh he's a felled kickboxer you know he's just used to make good guys look better than they are you know so they can get some better fights but yeah you know he gets his ass kicked through most of this movie you know and his first win is against like fucking goro bro it's like how does that even make sense, you know, like, and like, he gets powers, like, they call their, like, you know, abilities powers, you know, like, almost superpowers, like, fucking Kano jokingly says, when do I get my superpowers, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not even that big of a Mortal Kombat fan, so I'm not even gonna, like, bitch about it, like, if it's affecting me in a way, but at the same time, it's one of those, like, do you really gotta, like, play that superpower card, like, you know, we, we already have a superhero thing every year. Like, can you just call it what it is? Uh, but Jessica McName is in it as Sonya Blade, Josh Lawson as Kano, Tabanabo Asano as Lord Raiden. He is the first, like, Asian actor to play Lord Raiden. Everyone else has been British or American, so that's pretty cool. Took a while, but pretty cool. We also have Mikad Brooks as Jax, Ludi Lin as Liu Kang, Chin Han as Sha Sung, um, Shang Sung, my bad, uh, Joe Taslim as Sub-Zero, Hiroyuki Sanada as Scorpion, Max Hong as Kung Lao, Sissy Stringer as Melina, Nathan Jones as Rico, Daniel Nelson as Cabal, the action and stunts guy, while Damon Harriman is the voice, and... I like that they got, like, some sort of New Yorker to voice Cabal. He, he was, like, unintentionally funny throughout the whole movie. But the thing is that he's not even a New Yorker, the actor. He's Australian. Um, he He's the dude that played Charles Manson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Charles Manson and 
Mine Hunters, you know, the guy that's been playing Charles Manson, I guess, lately. Uh, but yeah, you know, that's the dude that voices him and the voice he gives him is like almost comical. I don't know if it was intentional or not. But we also have Angus Sampson who voices Goro or not really voices him. It's not like he talks much. It's just a lot of grunts and stuff. And then Mel Jarson as Nitara. It's a cool cast of people. You know, a lot of people you really haven't seen in much. But if you watch a lot of action movies like I do, you know, you've seen them or they are probably in the stunt teams of those movies slash TV shows. Like the homie that plays Sub-Zero, Joe Taslim. He's in a TV show called Warrior. That's pretty dope. And he's cool in that. And yeah, I mean, he kicks a lot of ass. Louis Tan, his dad's like a martial artist. And so is he. And yeah, you know, it's a it's a cool cast that they got. But I don't know if I can see a sequel quite possibly happen. But obviously, if it gets enough streams on HBO Max. And if it I may, might need a break even. But I don't think so since it's on HBO Max. But if it gets a decent amount of money, they can move forward with it. But they just need to fix up a couple things. The screenplay is by some dude who's never done anything before. And then there's the other dude, David Callahan. All right, let me just put some respect on the man's name because he does have a screenplay. So Greg Russo has never written a movie before. Like, he has no credits. Or he does have one, but it's really nothing. Like, it's cool. You know, you got a movie, but uh, a movie under your belt. But come on, man. Like, at least put some thought and heart into the story of Mortal Kombat. Because when you play Mortal Kombat, it's a tournament that everyone comes together, you know, to fight. And there's no tournament here. It's just... The bad guys are going on trying to, like, kill the good guys so they don't have to, you know, fight the good fight. Even though they've won, like, the last 10 rounds or whatever. So, like, why was he really... What what was Shang Tsung really afraid of, you know? Like, Shang Tsung wasn't even that... Like, like he wasn't even that threatening in general as well. Like, he ends up... Spoiler alert. You know, spoilers, by the way. You know, my spoiler thing here or there. But, you know, he kills Kung Lao, and you're just like, really? And then, like, everyone dies at the end, but then they're like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, life just happens. It's like, so you're going to bring him back? And, I mean, I get it. All the uh, Mortal Kombat movies, they all come back. But nothing really felt threatening in this whole scenario of them just going around killing people. If everyone was just going to come back, you know? But... Yeah, I mean, whatever. Anyways, back to the writing, you know. Greg Russo, he's never written anything. And then there's Dave Callahan, who, let's just say, he doesn't have the best work. All right, you know, he wrote the screenplay for Doom that stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And Doom isn't, you know, a bad movie, but it is a little, you know, boring for what it is you know like it's fucking doom like the video games just going around shooting things and then you make this movie that sort of takes away from that and then you got the expendables who it's just a mess all over the place because and he wrote it with co-wrote it with sylvester stallone so once again there's two heads and one story and you know sylvester stallone's probably thinking one thing this dude's probably thinking the other thing but then when you watch the movie overall it's not the best script by a long shot and then you know he wrote the story for the Godzilla in 2014, and even though it's not the best story, it's still a good movie. Uh, he also wrote Zombie Land Double Tap, which I don't want to say was bad, but you know it had its weaknesses. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984, which actually, yeah, no, that one's just pretty bad in my opinion. I think Wonder Woman 1984 was not the worst movie ever, but it was a little meh. But 
Yeah, and his next upcoming stuff is actually Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and the next Spider-Man movie, the third one. You know, he's co-writing so the Spider-Man movie with Philip Lord and Christopher Mill. Oh, wait, no, not the third one, the Spider-Verse. So, you know, at least, at least Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are, are there, but they could have just both done it. But, yeah, you know, the guy that doesn't have a bad, you know, track record, but he does have a questionable one where you're just like, hmm, could have done more. And there's also really no Sub-Zero or, you know, Scorpion. Like, Sub-Zero is in it, but he's not really threatening. The first fight between Sub-Zero and Scorpion, obviously, the one that was released on YouTube, was the highlight and you know it's a smart move by them to release that on YouTube and sort of build momentum and hype because I didn't watch the whole thing but I watched a bit of it where I was like okay you know what this is gonna look good and as the movie progresses you know the CGI is pretty bad uh, when they get taken to go fight finally one-on-one because you know the good guys gotta face the bad guys at some point individually and it was just a little flat you know Cool things about it were the fatalities, where they actually put a lot of thought in it. It looked cool every now and then, or actually most of the time it looked dope. Especially Sub Zero, there was this part where like blood flies up and like he freezes it and brings it down like a fucking you know sphere, you know the end of a sphere kind of thing. So that was pretty tight. You know the fatalities were cool. Uh, apparently Joe Tasman, who plays Sub Zero, is a little queasy about that whole thing. He like almost you know wanted to throw up several times throughout shooting days but yeah i mean i felt like they focused so much on this new character cole young where you're just thinking to yourself okay but show me the rest of the people and even when they did show you like cole young's team which includes sonia blade kano uh jacks luke kang and kung lao felt like something was missing from it and i don't even think anything was really missing i think cole young just being the center of the whole thing was just unnecessary i mean they even got his family involved uh during the threat of goro and it's just it felt ridiculous uh to be honest especially since goro's supposed to be so menacing and you know a little scary and he wasn't really he actually looked like a nerf down hulk you know like you know hulk from uh ragnarok you know how he looks there it looks just like that but if he lost like 100 pounds probably it looked like a skinny uh hulk with two extra arms it was a little it was a little sad to be honest that goro got 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 by cole young who like i said he gets beaten up throughout the whole movie and his big win is against goro and then like he gets you know and the thing is like again spoiler alert like he's related to scorpion so pretty much like that's his great 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 whatever many greats uh grandfather so he's born with the symbol of you know the mortal Kombat, the dragon symbol so like i guess he's not even like chosen to be part of the fight he was like born into it so like is was he really like chosen like does he really deserve all this uh no no he just seemed weird and then i remember reading that they didn't want johnny cage in this because they don't want like him to be the star again the center of the whole thing but then the movie ends with them on the search for Johnny Cage. So it's it's like confusing why they didn't th- you just include Johnny Cage in the beginning. At least he's cool when he gets his ass kicked. You know, like he looks like a good guy to get his ass kicked. Why this Cole Young dude, you know, or, you know, make Lewis 10, you know, fucking Johnny Cage. Maybe the movie could end with him like changing his fight name to Johnny Cage or something. But no, whatever. 
Also, not a lot of yellow on Scorpion, not a lot of blue on Sub-Zero, like on their outfits per se, which is a little bit of a letdown. Or Scorpion, like the lack of Scorpion was just weird or just talking about him or who he is. You know, they just said he roamed hell searching for souls or whatever, but that's it. You know, I thought they were going to show like something cool of him doing some ninja moves, going around, terrorizing hell, but nothing, none of that happens. Like, it's just... uh a mystery to who he is or what he does in hell. You know, they don't really mention it too much. Then when he finally meets Cole Young, like there's no talk or nothing. He just like kills up zero and he's out kind of thing. It's, it's a little weird. And then I feel bad for Jax, man. Like me and Malcolm watched the movie like at midnight. It was released. Like fucking watch it. And you know, after Jax gets his arms brutally destroyed by sub zero, um, he like, I guess, Liu Kang's people, you know, the monks healed them and gave them robot arms, but they look really cheap. I mean, obviously, how, how, why is he going to complain? At least he has like some arms, but there's this scene where he's training to move like his new robotic arms, like he's punching a, a punching bag, obviously, and the CGI just looks so bad. And the actor, Mitch McCod Brooks, he just looked like he wasn't moving at all. Like, he looked like he was just standing still and letting the CGI people just do their work. He just looked really upset and angry. And it was the funniest fucking scene in in there. Like, I don't think it was intentional. But we could not stop cracking up. We just kept thinking, like, what is this ridiculousness? What is this? Like, it's it's hilarious, to be honest. I don't know. Like, it's those moments where you thought, where like, mm, like I'm, uh, it's not funny, but we're going to crack up, you know. And then Kano, at least he was cool. You know, Josh Lawson, you know, he made Kano at least a little, not cool, but funny. But at the same time, all I kept thinking was that this dude's Jai Courtney and Suicide Squad, you know. This whole thing had like a team up shit, do or die kind of scenario. So this was Boomerang, Captain Boomerang. This was their Captain Boomerang, another Australian dude doing saying Australian things that us Americans find fucking hilarious for no reason or for good reason, either or. But yeah, you know, he was a highlight in this. At least he was entertaining. Uh, And obviously him and Sonya Blade had some good banter back and forth. And they had a fun fight scene at the end, you know, since they're pretty much hate each other's guts and all that. Uh, Luke Kang, he had his fire breath dragon move he also did the bicycle kick which that's that was the only thing i really wanted to watch personally so that was tight oh kung lao he had a sick ass move where uh he killed someone with his hat you know with the blades he like threw it on the floor and like just brought him down cutting him in half reptile was in this i like you know he was in it for like a short five second bit you know before he was like killed so and that sucks, but hey, you know, my boy Reptile showed up. Uh, Shang Tsung, you know, he did his sucking soul thing to Kung Lao. So that was pretty dope. Uh, Cabal looked pretty cool, but at the same time, he, you know, could have done more with him. He just sort of showed up, and that was him. Same thing with Gora. They just, like, showed up and didn't really have much. Like, there was too much family of Cole Young's. You know, Cole Young's family was involved way too much where it took away from what Mortal Kombat is. Like, obviously... Like I said, we're not expecting a great script, but at least a steady one that leads into some good fights, some good action sequences, and the whole bad scenario can be playing in the background while the tournament is going. 
Uh, yeah, and a lack of Lord Raiden, you know, getting down, electrocuting people. Uh, that was a little bit of a bummer, but whatever. If there is a sequel, you know, hopefully they learn from their mistakes of including Ko Young's family as an involvement for a good 15 to 20 minutes, and it takes away from the film. And that also, we want to see a tournament. Who doesn't? We don't need to see an introduction of who these people are. This has been around since the 90s. It's been... 30 years almost, or over 30 years at this point. Like, no one needs to know the story of Sub-Zero or Scorpion. No one needs to know that Jax and fucking Sonya Blade are friends. Like, those are things you can just add in the movie, and we'll get it as it goes. Just have the team-ups of good versus evil get down, and keep the fatalities that they had. It was dope. Keep the action in the CGI. Keep it radiator. At least it was, at least that was a fan, like, favorite i guess that it's gonna be the fatalities like cool we got to see some dope ass fatalities and as you know we move on with more action movies that are either comic books or video games or whatever uh, at least now they're gonna focus more on the action like aquaman that the last scene the fight scene i think it was the coolest thing ever because it reminded me a lot of injustice gods among us the video game so at least the fights here sometimes reminded me of the video games why don't you go hey that's cool so but at the end, that sucks that, you know, video game movies, they just have that good streak of letting you down. I mean, Sonic wasn't that bad. I actually enjoyed Sonic. I mean, Jim Carrey obviously enhances that movie by like a ton, but it's still fun. Detective Pikachu, even though it's not based on any video game per se, or is it? Well, uh, is it? Like, I don't think it's based on any detective Pokemon game. Is it? Like, I know there's one. Hold on. You know what? Yep. Yep. There is. There is. There is a video game. You're right. So, yeah, you know, I mean, at least that one was pretty cool. So, yeah, like the other day, I like I bought Assassin's Creed Black Flag and like me and my girlfriend have been playing it. And I, I thought to myself, holy shit, they made an Assassin's Creed movie, didn't they? With, like Michael Fassbender almost looked it up to see if I could watch it somewhere. But at the same time, like if it went under my radar like that so quickly that I forgot it came out and existed. Is it really worth the watch? I don't know. But yeah, you know, Mortal Kombat, that, that's what it is, you know, that was my little review rant about the whole thing, if you've seen it, let me know what you think, I mean, I've read a couple people say that they, you know, approve it, they think it's fun at least, and yeah, you know, I'm not saying it's a horrible film, but there was a lot of lows for me that I think I'm good on not watching it again, but at the same time, that may not be true, because I've seen the original Mortal Kombat at least like four times, I mean, I've seen Street Fighter at least three times, so I'll probably get around to watching this again a year or so down the line. But yeah, that's Mortal Kombat. If you liked it, let me know. Tweet me at Hours of Movies. If you guys got any thoughts on what I should do next time, like, let me know. And again, enjoy this double feature Friday. I didn't upload last week, so I uploaded it twice this Friday. So go listen to my Walk Hard Dewey Cox episode. And if you did and you listened to this one, that's cool that you listen to like both my episodes. That's tight. I appreciate you. I appreciate every single one of you. My name is Brian. You have a good night, good day, good evening, good whatever it is, and I'll see y'all next time.